everyone. This is Fish On with Captain Kevin Lanier and KC Sport Fishing Charters out of Port St. Joe in Mexico Beach, Florida. Like to welcome you to our podcast today. And uh, we're still wintertime here in uh, the northern Florida panhandle. Uh, we saw 20 degrees this past week. And burr, that's cold. I don't care where you're at. Uh, I decided to start each podcast now with just a little fish report about what's going on. Uh, the redfish and trout are getting caught around the uh, seawalls and shoreline. Pompano are starting to show up. Uh, sheep's head. Uh, it's getting close to sheep's head time here in the uh, Florida Panhandle. Uh, so a lot of the guys are out on the beach catching whiting and sheep's head, pompano, and picking up a few redfish now and then. Uh, Offshore-wise, it's still been real snotty weather-wise, so we're looking forward to getting back into that swing here pretty soon. On today's episode, we're going to talk about something that creates a lot of stress in people's lives on the water. Uh, something that we can debate time and time again and day in, day out, and it's weather. How do you decide whether to go or not? I call this the Go No Go podcast. How do you decide weather-wise based on the forecast whether you go out? Well, the first thing you need to do is find you some good information and the best information available uh, out there in your area. For me, here in the Mexico Beach, Port St. Joe area, I use two different um, apps or websites. One of them is the National Weather Service or NOAA uh, Marine Forecast uh, site. And uh, also WindFinder. Uh, that's an app you can, uh, it's either free or you can use the pro version like I do. Uh, it costs you a little bit uh, for the year, but it's all well worth it. Um, the NOAA National Weather Service uh, page has what they call a pinpoint forecast. And when you select your area, uh, you can slide your mouse over to the uh, general area you're going to be fishing. And it will give you the forecasted uh, weather for the next four to five days uh, in that area. So if you're going to fish the bay, you can look at that. Or if you're going to fish 20 miles offshore, uh, you can take a look at that. Uh, something else that I use on my um, Simrad uh, multifunction display and the Cirrus Weather app, uh, I use the offshore weather buoys. And I look at those and I compare those to what I'm seeing inshore. Um, I know that uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, directional wind and things like that, but I can look at that weather buoy and uh, make my firm decision at that point in time uh, whether I'm going or not, or maybe I go to the west instead of going south like I had planned. Um, I have fished here in the Gulf of Mexico. I have fished off the southeast coast of Florida in the West Palm Beach, Stewart area, and I've also fished in the Pacific Northwest. I've got at least uh, 10 years in each of those regions fishing, um, so I've learned a lot of things over the years. Uh, when I moved here to the Gulf Mexico area where I'm living now, a lot of the local guys said, watch that east wind. Uh, and it didn't take long for me to know exactly what they're talking about. When you look at a weather forecast, uh, I look at wind and wave height far more than I look at rain and things like that. Um, 
Here, if you look at the wind, you get uh, wind in knots, and it's usually done in about two to three hour increments, and the wave height forecasted. Um, one thing I've learned uh, specifically here in my area uh, is if the wind is forecasted out of the east anyway, northeast, east, southeast, uh, you take that wave height that's forecasted and double it. So if it's showing... 15 knots out of the east, and the wave forecast is for two and a half feet. Uh, you're looking at five feet easily, uh, and that is definitely a no-go day for me. I know it's hard when you come down here and you only have the weekend, or you drug your boat down here from South Georgia, Alabama, or different places, and you get down here and you look at the weather, and it's questionable. Always better to be safe. Uh in those regions that I talked about earlier, uh, the north wind is always bad. If you get a north wind, uh, say 10 to 15 knots, uh, when you're going offshore here in the Gulf of Mexico, it seems really, really nice until you get about four to six miles offshore. Then all of a sudden you start to uh, feel it and see it. And if you get out there and you stop your boat, uh, you'll definitely feel it. Uh, I've learned to stand on the beach or look out into the water, and I call them camelbacks. If you look real closely at the horizon, you can see the waves if they're out there and uh, there's any size to them. So be smart. Uh, you know, when <clears throat> if you're fishing on the east coast of Florida, those of you guys who are over there, uh, if that wind's out of the north, uh, you know it's going to be a rough day. Uh, current here in the Gulf of Mexico is predominantly from the west to the east, then turns south where I'm at, uh, on the East Coast, that current is predominantly um, from, it goes south to north with the Gulf Stream. So when you put wind against that current, you're going to have uh, what I refer to as standing waves. Those waves get tall and they get sharp. Uh, they're not those nice, smooth waves. Uh, we don't have much swell at all here in the Gulf of Mexico, we might get some uh, periodically, especially if there's a storm brewing out there. Uh, on the east coast of Florida, you do get that swell. Uh, Pacific Northwest, goodness gracious, you're always going to have a swell. Uh, four to six foot swells. You know, I always tell people a 10 foot swell that's 30 seconds apart, it's almost flat water. So you look at that, you take that uh, swell height, those wind waves, how far apart things are, and you just do some math. And if it adds up too close together, uh, you don't go. I mean, a four-foot sea, four-foot seconds apart, uh, it's going to be lumpy. And you don't think four foot's big when you're sitting in your living room, but if you stand next to a piece of plywood and realize that that plywood's 48 inches uh from one side to the other, and there's one of those every four seconds, it's going to be rough. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Um, I've headed out uh, on a number of occasions. Uh, when I lived in the Pacific Northwest, uh, we were fishing in a tournament, and the weather forecast was forecasted to get lumpy and ugly after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, some of my friends will know exactly the day that I'm talking about. So we decided to head out early, get out there, get our fish for our weigh-in in the tournament, and head back in. Well, we ran 50 miles offshore, 
And by the time we got there, it had already turned ugly. Um, I think when I saw the uh, what the weather actually was for the day, I believe we had 14-foot seas and 30 knots of wind. I was very grateful that I was in a 32-foot lure sport fish, but I'll tell you that even that day, that boat seemed very small. And uh, I, it was very tall. I had a 20-foot antenna on top of the boat, and the top of the boat was probably 10 feet to 12 feet above the water. So, you know, I'm 30 feet tall antenna-wise. One of my buddies said, I knew it was rough when I couldn't see Kevin's boat behind the swell. <laughs> so uh, another occasion we had here in the Gulf of Mexico is we headed out. The forecast was great for the day, and uh, we stopped to catch our bait, which is about, oh, 10 miles offshore. Uh, and we stopped, and I noticed that the wind had picked up out of the east. Um, and my deckhand and I looked at each other and went, wow, where did that come from? And we wound up uh, heading on out. But by the time we got to our fishing grounds, we were already looking at four-foot seas. And I would say 15 to 20 knots of wind. Well, we fished as long as I felt safe. Uh, and I finally told the guys, hey, reel them up. We have got to go in. So a trip that would have taken us an hour and a half to get in uh, wound up taking us three and a half hours that day, and we were all soaking wet. I don't care how big your boat is with uh, 20 to 30 knots of wind blowing across with spray, uh, you're going to get wet unless you're in a cabin. So those are the kind of things to watch out for. And I always say don't be one of those guys or what I call gotta goes. I mean, you pull your boat down here, you're over here, you're ready to go fishing, and you don't look at the forecast. Or you go, I don't care if it's windy, it can't be any worse than the lake. Well, the Gulf of Mexico can be a monster at times. Uh, those of us who live through Hurricane Michael will tell you how ugly the Gulf of Mexico can get. So you bring your boat down here, if you got to just watch the water and stay on the beach for that weekend or that week, that's okay. You'll be alive to go home. Uh, to your family or with your family, even better than that. Proper boats uh, mean a lot. Uh, don't bring your lake boat or your deck boat down here and expect to go out in any kind of wave conditions. Uh, a lot of guys ask me what size boat they should have or get to fish down here. And we're going to talk about choosing the right boats or the right boat for you in another uh, episode of our podcast. But I tell guys, if you're going to go 30 miles offshore or further, you need uh, at least a 24 to uh, at least 24 to 26 foot boat uh, with twin engines. Uh, if you're going to stay in close, then uh, single engine boats are fine. Smaller boats are fine because you can run for cover in a hurry. Uh, but like I said, that's another conversation for another day uh, about choosing the right boat. But what's the weather? I mean, you know, it's, I have a philosophy that I use, uh, and I tell people this all the time. I would rather you be upset at me that we're staying at the dock than upset at me when we're 40 miles offshore and you can't stand up in the boat because it's so rough. Um, it's become easier as I've gotten older to make that wiser decision, uh, but I know some guys go, I don't care how rough it is, I'm going to go, and uh, I always worry about people like that because the days you're not supposed to be out there are the days that things on your boat are going to break. Somebody's going to get hurt or something's going to happen. 
and you're going to realize that, wow, you know, maybe we shouldn't have gone. So those are the things that you look for in decision making. You know, I can't make that decision for you. Guys will call me sometimes and go, hey, Kevin, what do you think? You think we should go or not go? And what I tell every one of them is, well, this is what I'm going to do. And then they can make their own decisions. Uh, Radar on the boat. Uh, I get asked all the time because I'm a pro staff guy for Simrad, uh, should I have a radar? And I always say, if you can afford a radar, you put one on your boat. Because there's a lot of days out there that radar has saved my tail. I have a four-foot halo open array radar, which is absolutely the bomb. Uh, But any radar that you have on that boat uh, can help you with the weather. I also use the Cirrus Weather app. Uh, So combined with the two, uh, I have up-to-date, accurate weather on the water, and it makes it really great. Um, So you can look those up, uh, get in touch with me. I can point you in the right direction on radars and what to look for. Uh, But remember, by all means, guys and gals, make safe, wise decisions when it comes to the water and the weather because it can turn on you in a hurry, especially if things are looking uh, like they're going to change. So I know that it's a sore subject with a lot of people as to, well, I'm going to go anyhow, and I understand that. Uh, But sometimes uh, just making uh, a good decision or looking at the right information will help you a lot. I appreciate you joining me today. And uh, as always, you know, subscribe to our podcast, uh, like us. Uh, We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram under KC Sport Fishing. Uh, You can go on there follow us. Uh, I post a lot of information, uh, so I keep you up to date. We also have a really cool YouTube channel. I'm not a professional uh, videographer by any means, but one of the fun things I enjoy doing is just getting out there being myself and letting you see who we are. And if I make a mistake, I leave it in there because what you need to realize is we're all just human and we're out there to have a good time. But again, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time here on Fish On. I hope you all have a great day and great fishing.